Good evening. Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Jesse Naylor, Grant Cohn. 49ers are 4-0, and they're playing the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night. And the Niners seem to have the Cowboys number. But Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, might have Kyle Shanahan's number. Last time they faced each other was in the playoffs. Cowboys held the Niners 19 points and still lost. A question to start today's show. Are the Cowboys a bad matchup for Brock Purdy? Hmm. Before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. It's kind of off the cuff here. So do you do you consider do you consider the 49ers and Cowboys rivals right now? And the reason that I ask the question is because in the 90s, it was obviously a rivalry. It was a big thing. But for me, when I look at these two teams right now, I don't consider it a rivalry until both teams win. Like Dallas has to win on Sunday for me to be like, okay, this is a rivalry. We got a rivalry on our hands. You agree with that or you disagree with that? I agree with that. It was a rivalry because both teams were winning Super Bowls. And neither of these teams have won a Super Bowl in darn near 30 years. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rivalry because it used to be a rivalry. And it's like, yeah. it's marketable. It's marketable. That's my thought, too. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into the question at hand. Are the sure. Cowboys a bad matchup for Brock Purdy? I think the Cowboys can be a bad matchup for any quarterback in the league if they have a lead. I think that's the big thing. When I look at the Cowboys defense, they're a front-running defense. They're a defense mm -hmm. that if they get the lead, they can pin their ears back. They can get after the quarterback. They can wreak havoc. They've got good corners. Even with Diggs out, Bland is a really good corner. He had a couple picks last week, a pick six, I believe. He was good for them last year. Now, you know, the, the problem with the Cowboys is they can't stop the run when they play the 49ers. The 49ers are able to run the ball all over the place. And maybe, okay, so the Dallas Cowboys have worked on their toughness. That's cool. But it hasn't shown. The Cardinals were the first team to punch him in the mouth and run the ball, and they couldn't stop it. So what's going to be any different this Sunday with the Cowboys and the 49ers? So on the surface, I'm going to say no. But if they get the lead, yeah, absolutely. They can be a, a quote-unquote bad matchup for Brock Purdy. But I think a defense that can get after quarterbacks when they have a lead, that's always a bad matchup for the quarterback. Here's why I feel like the Cowboys match up better with Brock Purdy than other defenses. I feel like okay. so many defenses are committed to the Vic Fangio style of coverage. Niners do yeah. it basically two deep, you know, middle of the field open cover for uh two man, like a lot of two deep stuff to take away the big plays. Like that's what it's all about. And to like, that's not what Dallas does. It, it seems to me that Brock Purdy is kind of like the perfect quarterback to take advantage of two high defenses. He's not trying to go deep. He wants to throw to Christian McCaffrey. He wants to throw underneath. And you're like inviting him to? Okay, well, that's why he keeps winning. But if you go against one of those rare teams that has a pass rush and a coverage philosophy, that's not just going to give you the middle of the field. It's going to try to take away the middle of the field and force and like force you to try to throw up the sideline. I think it's you give yourself a better chance. Now, we've seen Brock Purdy make some really nice throws down the field. Not saying it's a guaranteed win for Dallas, but they match up well with the Niners offensive line, and I feel like they have the right idea. If I were a defensive coordinator preparing for Brock Purdy, I wouldn't just do what I do all the time. I would close the middle of the field and try to get him to beat me outside and down the field. 
Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. I think that's ideal. It's just so hard when the 49ers are are moving the ball through the run game. It's what do you do? You know, like you have you to be able to do it all. And there's not many defenses in this league that can do it all. And this is the the one issue that the 49ers ran into last year for me when they played Dallas in the first half and then did the same thing. I don't know why they repeated the same exact game plan against the Eagles because really the Eagles and Cowboys were kind of a mirror image of each other last year with Hassan Reddick playing the way that he was. The way that you attack the Dallas Cowboys is you go right at the Dallas Cowboys. They did it in the second half. You go right at Parsons. You run at Parsons. Mm-hmm. You make him defend the run game. Or if you're going to if you're going to pass the ball, you allow him to get upfield. You allow him to go unblocked. And then you throw screens behind him. Get him thinking before you just outright start mixing in play action, dropping back, throwing seven-step drops, all that stuff. The 49ers early on didn't do that. And that's why Dallas was able to do what they did. Once the second half came around, Brock Purdy got in more of a groove. The 49ers had figured out, hey, if we run at Parsons, that's probably the way to attack him. That's what they got to do. The running game is like body blows. You can't open up the haymakers until you've gone to the body first. Go to the body, then you go after the head. That's the way that I see it. Average quarterback rating against the Cowboys this season? 55. So, we'll see. I mean, it's not just that Brock's in a tough spot. It's the offensive line. Like, Colton McKivitz has his hands full this week. So, see Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely does. You know, but I'll say this. It's really interesting. I I always I always go back to like MMA because that's like that's like my love is 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 fighting and MMA and all those other things. But Mm -hmm. the way that I see it is sometimes what happens in MMA, Grant, is you get a really good striker and he goes up against a wrestler. And at the end of the fight, you look back on you're like, how did the wrestler outstrike the striker? Like, I, I didn't see that coming. And really all it is, is the wrestler has the threat of the takedown. So the striker can't be aggressive. He has to worry about the takedown all game long and he gets outstruck and it's like, how, how, you know, but that's what's going on. So the way that I see it is the 49ers don't necessarily, I mean, they can beat you in the pass game for sure, but the preference is to run the ball. So with the threat of the run that can keep the striker which is what I look at Dallas's defense. They're the, the flashy, the boxer, the striker. That can keep them worried about the takedown so much that they can't strike the way they want to. And now, all of a sudden, they're like, well, how did Brock Purdy throw for 340 yards on us and three touchdowns? Well, you were worried about getting taken down the whole time, and so you got punched like in the face analogy. and you lost. I like that analogy. Just one thing I want to say, though, in terms of selling out to stop McCaffrey, mm-hmm. well, you put eight in the box. Now you put, you know, a single high safety. Like, it all ties together. I don't understand. Like, teams these days want to just play too high safety and let you run the ball and let you dink and dunk. Like, you can't do that against the 49ers. You yep. can't. Yeah, You, can, you got to play defense like it's 2011. I agree completely. None of this bend but don't break stuff against the Niners, man. They will, you will break. You will break. Right. Yeah, you can break. execute. He can yeah. execute. Like, if you ask him to execute long drives, he'll do it. No problem. You got to challenge him. It's, it seems like I'm trying to give teams advice. No one listens to me. Doesn't matter. The the thing is, is you you want to turn Patrick Mahomes. You you go too high against Patrick Mahomes and and right. expect him to beat right. you 
Josh with Allen. the death by a thousand cuts. And hopefully he makes no one doubt. mistake and that's enough. You don't do that with Brock Purdy, who's like, oh, this I'm in my wheelhouse. What are you talking about? Like, oh, you want me to go and and just be precise and on time and allow these guys to do what they do and run after the catch? Okay, that's exactly what I want to do. Fantastic. Like, if you play two-man coverage against Brock Purdy and just play super far back, take away the deep throws, and just Mistake. leave Christian McCaffrey one-on-one underneath, like, he's either going to hit that or he's going to scramble all day it's too easy man so i hey, salute brock purdy for like being the he in a, in a sense he is kind of like the new age quarterback because if that's what defenses want to freaking do all day then pff, guy like brock purdy's kind of unstoppable like defenses are going to have to become way more aggressive to to stop brock and this is because dan quinn was in seattle dan yeah. quinn was one of the guys running cover three 10 years ago when super bowls that way he still does it to his credit pete carroll doesn't even do it anymore his defense sucks well, not, not last week. It was good last week. <laughs> this week. Well, yeah, anyway. I got I got something to say about Seattle's defense. We're going to talk about, about something else here in a minute, but I might surprise you with this one. Okay, Mike209 says, can't stand the Cowboys, but shout out to Bland, a 209 Motown product. How about that? Good player, man. Very good player. All right, is there a defense that can match the 49ers offense? Yeah, I don't think there's many. I what you're talking about is the way that the game is built is two high safeties. You know, the game is built to stop the team that wins a Super Bowl or is winning multiple Super Bowls. And in that case, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. So the league is is kind of adapted to that. What the 49ers have done, and we've talked about it for a couple of years, but when the league is zigging, they've been zagging, which is brilliant. It, it works to their favor most of the time. But usually... The teams that catch up to you the quickest are the division opponents mm -hmm. because the, mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're building their team to win the division, and then they worry about the rest of it when they get to the playoffs. But you want to win your division first. If there's any team, in my opinion, that can match up with the 49ers, and I, I'm not saying stop the 49ers, but matches up the best, I actually do think it's the Seattle Seahawks. And I think mm. it's the Seattle Seahawks for multiple reasons. So people are going to look at raw numbers, but we have to remember that Tyreek Woolen, Devin Witherspoon, they've each missed a game already this year. They're two very high-level corners. Jamal mm -hmm. Adams has played nine snaps, something like that. And that was in the last game. He got a concussion and then was out again. But when you look at Seattle, they've built themselves to match up with the 49ers. They've got two That's elite true. corners, which they means Ayuk. Doesn't matter what side you you can't hide Ayuk from anything because nope. he's gonna go up against an elite corner, whether it's Woolen or Witherspoon. That's number one. Right. Yep. Number two, they play three safety sets when everybody's healthy. They went out mm -hmm. and got a very good free agent safety in love and added mm -hmm. him to the team. And everybody's like, Well, why would you do that? You have two starting safeties. Well, that's because in the perfect world, Adams is basically an extra linebacker for them. Mm. So the way that they see it is okay, we got guys like Wagner who in the run game can match Christian McCaffrey. But who can match him in the pass game? Well, that's why we go and get love. And then guess what? Mm. We have the perfect single high robber safety in Quandry Diggs, who's mm. arguably the best in the league at playing single high. So you got your robber guy. You got your CMC guy in the pass game. Then who, who's in a uh, guard George Kittle in the pass game? Well, that's... Jamal Adams. He's your linebacker. Sure. He's your hybrid player. Right. He's your blitzer. And he's your... George Kittle guy. 
So when yeah. I look at the way that the Seattle Seahawks are built, they're actually built for the 49ers. And the other thing that we have to remember about them is they've played Brock Purdy twice now. They have more intel than anybody else in the league on Brock Purdy in this short career of his. They had a very good game plan going into that playoff game, but it didn't work. Why? Because they didn't have the horses. Now they have the horses. I think they're the one team that can match up with this offense as well as anybody. Not saying they can stop it, but that is the one team that I think can give the 49ers a little bit of problems. Very interesting. And I like how you broke it down from the back end. The, looking mm-hmm. at, at the, the cornerbacks first and the, and the DBs and the safeties, that was very interesting. Because the, the team I'm going to mention is for, a diff- is for the opposite reason. I'm going to say okay. Philly. Because okay. Philly is one team in the NFC that can really dominate the trenches against the Niners. Like, they're not just good at rushing the quarterback. They're big, too. Jalen Carter, like... They're big and dominating, and they can overwhelm players like Jake Brindle, Spencer Burford, Colton Kivitz. Like even Aaron Banks will have t- trouble against these guys. So I feel like if the, the Niners have so much talent, even if you have two good corners and three good safeties, man, it's tough to cover all these guys for a couple of seconds if you don't have the front seven, if you don't have the pass rush. And, but the Niners, their biggest weakness. So it's like it's hard to match up with the Niners' strength on offense, their weapons. Yeah. Even if you have good DBs and, and linebackers. But what you can do is overwhelm the Niners' weakness, which is their offensive line. And the mm-hmm. one team that can overwhelm it the most is Philly. I mean, they did it instantly in the NFC Championship game, game set match. It was a, it was a first round TKO. Um, we'll see if they can do it again. They don't have Javon Hargrave anymore, who's a really, 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 really good player, but. The new dude's good too, Jalen Carter. Yeah, you know, Philly's interesting because it it should have been expected that they would quote-unquote start out slow. And even though they've started out slow, they're undefeated. It's not hard to go. I mean, it's not easy to go undefeated in this league. The 49ers are doing it. figuring it out. Right, right. So you've got a whole slew of young players that we knew were blue-chip prospects, but they're still new to the NFL. So while they're figuring it out, they're finding a way to win these games. And you look at a guy like Hertz, he really, I mean, this week, I think he started to a little bit, but they really haven't even ran him a ton yet. They're just trying to win from him passing. So once they start mixing that in and the offensive coordinator gets used to him, they can be even more explosive on offense. So I think Philly's interesting. I think they're a team in the second half that's actually going to look a lot better than they did in the first half, even if the record isn't perfect. I'm That's still a game that is very, very intriguing to me for sure. Well, the thing that's intriguing about Philly to me is that, you know, they're a little different than last year. Um, yeah. They have DeAndre Swift now. And he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry right now. So, that I mean, he's a big addition. He's way better than Miles Sanders was. And if it he's wasn't for DeAndre threat. Swift, oh, yeah, he's really, really good. I mean, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he also has nine catches. Um, so... Without him, they wouldn't be undefeated because right now Jalen Hurts is five touchdowns, three picks, and a quarterback rating of 92, and he's averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So I don't know if the league's figured him out or whatever. I I was always a little skeptical with uh, Jalen Hurts. It's like, yeah, he's having a good season, but it's like one great season, one, and he's on the best team, and can he do it again? Uh, And now he got paid. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Hertz and a lot of people were really ready to crown Hertz and Lawrence. 
Lawrence, I think if you actually watch him play, there's a lot going on there that is not his fault. Receivers can't keep their feet in bounds. There's mm-hmm. dropping a lot of passes. So I think it looks worse on paper for Lawrence than what the film is actually showing you. But either way, people are like, oh, these are top seven guys. Yeah, probably right now, but I want to see it for another year before I'm fully sold on these guys. And right now it's, you know, some good, some bad. We'll see how it goes. Sudden Chaos says Cowboys were only able to put up 16 versus the Cardinals and Cards put up 28. Do you think Cardinals O and D are better than ours? Dak is afraid of our D-line. We are (laughs) under his skin. You can see it on the field. I would agree with all of that. Yeah, I I think... (laughs) This is where I, I struggle a little bit. By the way, I'm not picking the Cowboys to beat the 49ers at all. But I struggle when when choosing a team and saying, okay, well, that team beat them. We beat them. So that means we beat this other team. Matchups are, are matchups. And they're different yeah. for everybody. People have to, have to also include Dallas was missing three of their five yeah. starting offensive linemen and arguably their best three. So yeah. you take away Trent Williams, uh, Aaron Banks, and Brendel, and then throw in the backups. And do you think that game might have gone a little bit different with the Cardinals? I would say probably. Yeah. Niners are th- three and a half point favorites at home. Three and a half point favorites at home. A little more than a little more than a pick 'em. I mean, it's what basically what it is. I'm taking the Which four Niners. I'm taking the Niners to cover that. I feel like there's yeah, too, too much Dallas optimism every year. That's Dallas doesn't. It, it, it's Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It's Mike McCarthy. I don't know. Dallas just doesn't. Terrible. Dallas is, is just not a. They're not a bad matchup for the 49ers. It's the opposite. The 49ers are an awful matchup for Dallas. That's the way it is. David Baker says, Grant, you appear, you appear to be feeling ill. Get well soon. I'll take it, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says, the Lions worry me. Great show, guys. Keep it up. The Lions. Lions, they're top 10 in DVOA, I think, on both offense and defense. I don't know. You know, I mean. I don't know. We've or seen EP, Jared Goff. Or whatever one of those standard stats are. I don't know. Yeah. We've seen Jared Goff lose to the Niners so many times. I'm like, what's he going to do? What's Jared Goff? Goff's not scary. Team? Yeah, Goff's not scary. Daza says, if the Niners can defend Pollard and they can get a good defensive line push does Dak really beat us no I don't think so either but the Niners haven't been sacking the quarterback a lot I know Niner fans feel like that's no big deal but they used to yeah no, they don't maybe they will soon El Nano says who you got Van Der Esch versus CMC try not to be buying <laughs> Man, Van, <laughs> Van Der Esch easy yeah <laughs> Hero Winchester says guys I need your help for prize picks over under BP 235.5 wait we're gonna do that Oh, we're we'll gonna get do there. our prize picks in a minute, though. Okay, um, but let's do it's the tra- higher, lower. It's higher, lower, not over under. Yeah, it's higher. It's more than or less than. It's Come more on. than or less than. Get it more right. More than less than. Yeah. Uh, I would say the more than for Ty- Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Man, you really gonna bet against them? Flav says JT always talks about Debo not running hard when he's not getting the ball or in pre-snap motion. Kashanin already doesn't like you. You should ask him if that's how hard he coaches his players to run. Yeah, I don't know if that's one that you uh, drop at the at a presser. He already doesn't like you. Make him dislike you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's the route I would take. I'll think about it, Flav. I'll think about it. It's a good question. Knee says, "Can't wait to see what epically stupid final play the Cowboys do this time." Not <laughs> sure how you can top Zeke at center. That's really how that last game ended. 
people forget. Yeah, and the, and the one before was the the one where they didn't even get the playoff because they thought okay. they had more time with the spotting of the ball and yeah. And the yeah. Okay, here's the topic, the title topic of the show. Mm-hmm. Is Trey Lance actually a factor in this game? Like he's not going to play. He won't even he'll be like the emergency third quarterback or whatever. But he can help the Cowboys prepare. He could tell the Cowboys, the 49ers, secrets. All the little tendencies and secrets that Kyle Shanahan, I don't know. Do you buy it? Is this actually a factor? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because the the Cowboys offensive coordinator came out and said that, yeah, they'll be they'll definitely be picking his brain this week to get as much intel as they can about the 49ers. I don't think it's a factor at all, Grant. I really I really don't. I here's the way that I see it. There's two things that already tell Dallas everything that they need to know about the 49ers. And it comes down to, are you the better team? Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Quinn knows Shanahan inside and out. There's nothing that he's going to learn that he doesn't already know about him. That's number one. And number two, you've got a left tackle for that for who knows how long has been telling teams it's a run or a pass most of the time. So what is what is Trey Lance going to do or tell them that they wouldn't already know by picking up on that tell and listening to Quinn, who has known this offense inside and out for many, many years? I don't think there's anything that Trey Lance can give them that will change the outcome of this game on Sunday. I really don't. Okay, that may be. But football teams want all the information and they won't leave any stone unturned. So you you heard the the Cowboys coach said, we're definitely going to pick sure. his brain. Yep. And I'm sure they're serious about it. Now, will they gleam anything? Maybe if they get one thing out of it, it'll be enough. But I do think it's something that coaches take seriously. I think it's something that the Niners are aware of and they can't do anything about it. They can't stop Trey Lance from talking, but they can get even. So what did they do? What did they do? They signed Anthony Brown cornerback the Cowboys and he's been on the team for two weeks so I'm sure they've been asking him hey what are the little twists and intricacies and new uh, you know new things in Dan Quinn's defense I want to know so hey you got Trey Lance cool I got your corner we're even maybe neither player provides anything useful but I bet you they're getting grilled oh they definitely they're definitely getting grilled. There's no doubt about it. I, but I just, I don't know. I, I feel like those things just don't mean that much. They really don't mean that much. I mean, know? I think these teams subscribe to PFF. Like, do, do they really need PFF? Like, probably not. But <laughs> I think teams feel like, why should you have that intel and I won't have? Like, we have to have everything they have. So the, the Cowboys have our ex player. Okay, we'll take one of their ex players. Our right, even. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Neither of every us will little get anything thing, out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure every little thing makes you feel better about going into the game, but they, they have to play. They have to play. And this is a team that was out physical by the 49ers multiple times already. They need this win. Dallas needs this win. It, the 49ers don't. It's Dallas that needs this win. They're already a game behind in the standings. So if they want the number one seed, they have to beat the 49ers. That's one. Number two, they have their season has ended two years in a row because the 49ers, every change they've made all the way through getting rid of Kellen Moore 
is because of the San Francisco 49ers. If they lose this game on top of being packed up and sent home the last two years, do you think there's any shot in their mind that they think they can beat the 49ers on the road in the playoffs? Absolutely not. They need to win this game. This game is so important for Dallas. It's important for the 49ers. They're not going to come out and just, oh, okay, it's not important. It is important for the 49ers. They're fighting for the number one seed. But Dallas should be the desperate team out of these two, not the 49ers. The Niners kind of seem like young or prime Mike Tyson. Like, not yeah. only are they good and um, punishing, but they're intimidating. Like, a lot of contemporaries of this team just seem scared of the Niners. Like, a lot of teams yeah. walk on the field kind of knowing they're not going to win. And it seems like the only team in the NFC West that has any Vander Holyfield in them is Philly. Like, Philly walks into that stadium against the Niners saying, no, we're the bullies. No, 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 we're the bullies. Look at our O-line, look at your D-line, look at, you know, look at our D-line, look at your, no. And this that's the only team that comes in with that kind of swagger against the Niners. Like, the Cowboys are like, oh, let's look at our quarterback. How's he looking? Not good? Okay, we're screwed. That's the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, let's look at our head coach for inspiration. Oh, still Mike yeah. McCarthy. Okay, yeah, we're screwed. Um, and then there's there's the Seahawks, which they're a wild card. They're what because they're a young team and peak, but they haven't proven they can beat the Niners since Russell Wilson's left. So I'd like to know how confident they really are. We'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that confident. I really don't. I really don't. No, let's do some prize picks. Sponsoring the show, prize picks. Oh, I didn't even look to see who won last week. Ah, all right, dang it. We can look at my entries and you maybe you'll remember. Uh, if you're into daily fantasy, prize picks is the greatest. Sign up below with my promo code CONE for a uh, 100% deposit match up to $100. Let's check out the action this week. 49ers. So with Brock Purdy, more than or less than 241.5. It's going up. 241. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, I feel very strongly about this one. More than or less than? I already know. I do too. I do too. And I'm going to say less than. Yeah. Less than against Dallas? Really? Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm taking, definitely taking the less than. The How game plan Brandon? is to run the ball. The game plan is to run the yeah. ball. Oh. Brandon Ayuk, 56.5, more than or less than? More than. He's on a tear right now. And he always has something for Dallas. <laughs> Go more than. Yeah. More than. I agree. Debo Samuel, more than or less than 50.5 receiving yards. Strictly receiving, I'll say I'll say less. Less than I think less as well. I think he's hurt. Uh George Kittle, more than or less than 41.5 receiving yards. This is the one, man. We have nine last year, last week. Oh, what's going on with Kittle, man? When's the breakout game coming? Okay, less than 240, 56, less than for that. You know what? Uh, I have zero confidence in this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to say more than for George Kittle. I'm going to do more than two. He usually steps up and has big numbers on national television. He usually yeah. does. Yeah. So let's let's go Cowboys. Cowboys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Dak Prescott, 241.5. Passing yards, same as Brock Purdy. 
More than less, less than. than. Less than. Who asked? Yeah. I mean, if we don't disagree, we don't good. disagree. Like, you just got to go with too. the punches. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it. he's going to do that well against the Niners defense. What, well. what did he do? He threw for like 206 last year, a touchdown and two picks. Was that I'll the, go I think more it was than. Close we got to disagree on something. I go, I'll go more than. Okay, CD Lamb, 64.5 receiving yards, more than a lesson. Oh, he'll, he'll be more than. Yeah, that'll Agreed. be more than. All right, so we have one disagree. It's all going to come down to Dak Prescott. And look how this, how this works. Putting down 20 bucks. If I get all six right, which I've clearly will, I'll win $440. Place the entry. Boom. Simple as that. And that's how you do prize picks. Remember, click the link in the description. Use my promo code. Get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. 100%. You know what I like Thank about you. prize picks? What? Unlike all these other websites, right now in Florida, they're one of the few betting sites that you can actually use. So. How about that? Give him for that. Shout out Prize Picks. P squared. <laughs> P squared. <laughs> Double P. Where's Brother Bob when you need him? Where's Brother Bob when you need him? PP. Uh, um, Matt says, quick correction. JT said Debo doesn't have the timing down on quick motion release. One take, Flav needs to rewatch. No, 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 no. He clearly said that Debo is like running 75% through his routes when he's not getting the ball. Clearly said that. Or That's not it. new. It's not new, by the way. If you watched, if you watched last year, Greg Pinelli uh, and Eric Crocker, they would do their breakdowns. And this was something that Pinelli pointed out last year. It's continued this year. It shows up all over the film. He is... He is not that excited to play football, it seems, when the ball's not headed his direction. I'll say that. How about that? Yep. Bill Kennedy says, I mean, that's that's a big difference between him and Brandon Ayuk, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. Bill Kennedy says, will Trey be suited up for the game? I predict boys will trade him by next year. Uh, How's it work? I don't is know. he the emergency? I don't know. I think he's the emergency guy still. Yeah, it really doesn't matter to us anymore frank tom motion says at jesse should i start purdy in fantasy football i have herbert but he's on a buy well then don't start herbert thanks for grinding yeah. out the content gentlemen go niners what are your yeah. options here <laughs> Great. seems like you got to start purdy right yeah well he might have another quarterback on on waivers i'll that say this been helpful information it would have been helpful information i play in a two well uh uh super flex league which means you can play two quarterbacks my second oh. quarterback is Brock Purdy, and it has worked out very well for me. So, who's your who's your number one quarterback? <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, I so I've Brock been Purdy's playing your number one quarterback. I've been playing Baker Mayfield over Burrow. Oh, so. God! I'd rather have Josh Dobbs. Yeah, it's true, but he's not available anymore. Yeah, there you go. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says uh, Dallas needs this. This would put them three games. Behind. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So who is Buster Douglas? LOL. Yeah. Who's going to be the Buster Douglas on this? It's funny. I was thinking I was thinking the same exact thing, Keith. I Buster Douglas. The problem is Buster Douglas would have would have to be like Atlanta last year versus the 49ers. That would have Cleveland. been Buster Douglas. Cleveland. I just Sean Watson is so buns Minnesota. right now. Is is Kirk Cousins Buster? He's he looks like a Buster. <laughs> he looks like a Buster. I don't know about Douglas. How goes it, dude? Says W Studio. What's up, Double B? Man, one day at a time, baby. Sean says he's a new member. 
Scotty B says Brown told Wilkes that Parsons is a great player. Lance told the Cowboys that the Niners like to <laughs> Sean O'Leary, $20. Thank you, man. As the kiddly seems, he's helping back up the right side of the line a lot. Yeah. And he went off against the Cowboys in the playoffs last year. Just pointing that out. Flav says, always thought about Trey giving the D info about the Niners. Oh, not worried. But he would know all tells or issues individual players have that might give away plays or coverages. That's actually more scary. Interesting. Little tells. Hey, like... When Debo runs hard, he's getting the ball. But when he doesn't run hard, he's not getting the ball. Double B Studio says, everyone seems to know about Trent Williams' tell, right? How many different players are going to bring that up? Like it's the first thing it's ever, time it's ever been mentioned. Yeah. Can Cowboys afford to lose this game or the Niners? Well, the Niners have no losses and the Cowboys have one. So the Niners can afford to lose it more than the Cowboys can. Yeah, I agree. Flave says, at Matt, uh, shut, uh, shut down. Ouch. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Brother Bob. Oh, it's because Matt, Matt said that he was wrong about the film breakdown, I think, is what he was oh. referring to. Nails, what PP do now there other than go. Sweet Levin with, with BP? <laughs> I told you. I knew it was coming. Cue Brother was. Bob. Hey, fellas, love the show. Today I lost my hamster. Sorry to hear that, Grand Chat Cone. Rest in peace. Oh, that sucks. So sorry. Matt, Cleveland is going to be Buster. <laughs> Member for five months. Brother Bob, thank you. All right, it's the last topic of the day. Does Nick Bosa need to pick it up? His one sack this year, and it was on a play when he wasn't blocked. Literally, they just didn't block him, and he got a sack. Other than that, no sacks. That's one sack, four games, on pace for four and a quarter sacks this year. Four and a half. It's round up to be generous. Does he need to pick it up? I don't think he does. I mean, it Everybody looks at sack numbers, and I I understand they're super important when a guy's getting paid all this money. But I I think if we look across the way at a team that the 49ers are getting ready to play, and they look at Parsons, Mm -hmm. you would look at his season at four sacks and automatically assume, oh my gosh, like he's having another great season, which he is. But when you look at the numbers, Grant, they're almost even across the board. So Bosa has 135 pass rush snaps this year. Parsons has 113. Okay, so Bosa does have more pass rush snaps. Bosa has two more pressures than Parsons. He has two more hurries than Parsons. He has two more QB hits than Parsons, and he has three less sacks. When you total everything together, his output from a percentage standpoint of his snaps is at around 22% of his snaps, he's making headway towards the quarterback. And Parsons is at 23. But the difference is, is Parsons is double teamed about 4% less of the time. So really, when you look at it, if you think Bosa needs to step it up, then I would say that Parsons needs to step it up as well. And maybe they both do. But I think Bosa, for not being in shape, to put up basically Parson numbers outside of the sacks, I mean... Does he really need to step it up that much? Sometimes you can't control if you get the sack or not. Sometimes your pressure was a cleanup sack. Or maybe sometimes these teams throw a bunch of underneath routes, a bunch of quick timing routes, and can take you away. And maybe that's why you shouldn't pay these guys big money. That's a whole different topic. But I think Bosa's playing pretty damn good football. I agree. I think Bosa's playing great football, and I don't think he needs to pick it up. I think Steve Wilkes needs to pick it up. If I were the Niners defensive coordinator, 
and Nick Bosa had one sack in four games under my watch, and that one sack came on a play when he wasn't blocked, I'd have to say to myself, what can I do to make Nick Bosa's job easier? Clearly, he's a great player. Clearly, he hasn't regressed. What am I not doing to free him up? Because I'm I'm a good defensive coordinator. I have ideas. What is it working? What can I do to get him some better looks? And when I watch the film today, I'm going to do a whole film breakdown tomorrow with the coach on my channel around 10 a.m. Pacific time. When I was watching the film, I'm not a former player or former coach, but I'm noticing that Steve Wilkes doesn't do a whole lot with Nick Bosa. He generally just rushes straight at the offensive tackle. And to your point, he gets double teamed a lot. The ball comes out quickly. You know, what about playing more man-to-man coverage and forcing the quarterback to hold the ball a little bit longer? What about calling some twists and stunts that involve Bosa? Like, what they do a lot is they have Bosa on Har- – what Wilkes does a lot is he has Bosa and Hargrave on the same side of the line. Man, you, the, the line is going to slide that way because those are your two top pass rushes. You're going to get double – Bosa's going to get double teamed. Like, how about splitting them up and putting Armstead next to him? Like, there are things you could do. And you don't even have to invent them. You can just go back and look at the film and see what D'Amico did and what Robert Sala did and just copy their pressure packages because whatever whatever Wilkes has done with Bosa so far, ain't it. And he can say, like, look, I didn't have him this offseason. I, I couldn't install. I couldn't work. Poor excuse. Look at what D'Amico did. This He's been here. They've been doing this. It's a it's a it reflects poorly on the defensive coordinator because, as you pointed out, all of Bosa's other numbers are pristine. His PFF grade is pristine. Nah, man, Wilkes needs to be looking at in the mirror at night being like, what can I do? Yeah, well, I got to say, I haven't, I really just haven't watched the D-line that close and gone back and watched it. You might be onto something there with the twists and the stunts. I mean, when the 49ers were the most lethal that we can remember over the last decade or so, remember Alden and Justin Smith? They, I mean, talk about a tandem. Talk about a tandem. And they weren't just, okay, let's just good after the quarterback. The twists, the stunts, the I mean, they were all over the place. You didn't know where the pass rush was coming from. Nope. One would eat and up they a double. didn't have to rush five. No, no, not at all. This not team all. shouldn't have to rush five, but it's a very basic well, rush, like 90% of the time, with yeah. very soft zone coverage behind it. It's like, well, what do you expect, man? What do you expect? You got to help your pass rush, not hurt it. But well, they're giving you, up like 14 points take, a game, so. Yeah, do, I mean, which is fantastic. I, I will say mm-hmm. this. The 49ers defense traditionally does start out quote-unquote slow. Last year, they had trouble uh, forcing a lot of turnovers. And then the second half of the season, they started lighting up the tor- turnovers. The year before, I don't know if you remember the year before, Grant, but every game, they were giving up like 130 rushing yards a game. It was atrocious. Then they got like the final nine games, they gave up one 100-yard rushing game. It's like they turned it on as the season went. This defense might do the exact same thing. They might be gearing up to get better, which you could understand. I talked about Philly starting slow. Let's not forget that Wilkes is new to this team. Bosa wasn't there really up until week one. I could see a potential where this defense actually does get better as the season goes. But you're right about that. It's not going to just get better because it gets better. You're going to have to adjust, and maybe that is the adjustment. One thing we do see with Bosa that has remained from last year is that they do move him side to side. That you catch Mm -hmm. very obviously throughout Mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. He can choose whenever he's on the left or the right. That's up to him. But that doesn't mean that you can't 
it's not like they're just switching him at the last second and, and you can't double team him. You can still chip him with the tight end. You can still double team him. You can do all the things that you need to do. They do need to get more creative with that. And getting more creative doesn't mean sending your best coverage linebacker at the quarterback repeatedly. I mean, again, just look at what D'Amico did. When this dude put up 18 and a half sacks last year on D'Amico. Do what D'Amico did. A lot of times on third down, D'Amico would have three guys on one side, one guy to the other side. And yeah. a lot of times he'd have both on the three-man side. Like with Wilkes, he's always on the one-man side, on his own, one-on-one, -on -one, getting double-teamed. Like, great, man. Like, why don't you run some games with him and Hargrave and Armstead? Imagine what you could do. The Niners have been running games and stunts for for a decade. Go back and look what Fangio did with uh, the, the Smith brothers. Go back and look at Salah and D'Amico too. Like, I don't want to hear any excuses that you didn't have Bosa this offseason. It's all there. Bosa's done it before. I want to see a little more creativity out of the four-man rush. Just don't send four guys straight up the field every time. See, yep. Salah and D'Amico had very creative pressures. Who who is the corner or secondary player? And maybe it's Huff. Not that you want to send him a ton either, but the 49ers in the nickel position the last few years have always had a good nickel corner blitzer. Kwan yeah. Williams was fantastic at it. Yep, Jimmy sure. Ward was very, very good. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy Ward was very good at it as well. Who's that guy this year? Who's the really good blitzer? out of that nickel corner position. Does that guy exist? And if he doesn't, how does that create problems? Yeah, man. Like who is Steve Wilkes secret weapon? Like who does he, mm -hmm. is it Fred Warner? It's not Greenlaw. It's not a funga. Like who is his, I mean, it's none of the, the, the corners. He's got to figure out what he can do. I feel like he's just sitting back and saying, all right, man, I got a great four man pastor. So I'm going to play conservative, you know, too deep zone coverage and see and win with offense. Like, man, come on. Like you could be a little more aggressive than that. You could be a little more creative than that. Sala was D'Amico was, they weren't reckless. He's going to have to be because one thing that the 49ers have gotten comfortable with, and they talked about it during the telecast this last week, that they hadn't given up any, any passes beyond 20 yards. And then they gave up like three this last week or whatever it was, two or three. They haven't played an elite. They have not played an elite receiver yet. No, they haven't played an elite. And and when they do, those yards will to. come. You think? You think? Do you think AJ Brown isn't going to go for 30, 40, 50 yards a clip against you playing this coverage? He sure the hell will. DK Metcalf, Lockett, those guys can't get behind this secondary. They absolutely can. You're gonna have to find a way to get creative with the pressure and not play this soft zone. It's not gonna work all year long. So, I agree. I think there's some improvements that can come. I think those improvements will come. Uh, you know, I, I liked Wilkes a lot. I really liked that hire. I was a big fan of it. I think that he'll figure it out, but hopefully sooner than later. Yes, I agree. You you thought I was gonna say Nick Bosa needs to step it up. You yes, I, I did. You oh, I, I was. Did you see the numbers? I had the 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 yeah, numbers ready. I, mean, like, I had the I whole tell. thing. Because you, you like me and you don't want to like disagree with me or, or like to just come down hard on me. So you were like, look, man, yeah. I'm really going to lay it out to you. I'm going to make this real easy for you, Grant. This is, just you can't, yeah. come on. Like, and I was like, no, nah, man, I'm right there with you. Like he, he definitely doesn't need to pick it. It's not on Bosa, man. He's not getting any help. You got to help him out, man. It's not just, hey, Nick, go out there and be a hero. No, he's getting all the attention. He's getting all the double teams, man. Like switch it up. Show us your creativity because I know it's there.
And I think maybe he's maybe Kyle's telling him to do this, but I feel like he's thinking, man, I got this great offense. I'm just gonna not mess it up over here. It's like okay, but that kind of a mindset could really screw you this week against a good team. Grant, I I watched the film on you. I saw your tweet about Bosa earlier. I thought for sure that was the route you were going to take. Maybe, much like the Cowboys with Trey Lance, I should have asked Jose to come into my corner and maybe he could have given me the read on you. That was the problem. Head fake. Yeah, Yeah, see, I'm trying to... I was going to save that for my stream tomorrow, but I wanted to tease it a little bit. And I'm not going to tweet about it. But that's what I'm thinking. I watched... I, I, I just was like... I'm thinking like, what is the issue? If it's not Bosa, like, yeah, he's getting double teamed. Like, he's always gotten double teamed. I mean, that's not new. It seems to me I can't remember a pressure that Steve Wilkes drew up and called this year that I thought was super creative. And I remember being impressed by D'Amico and Salah's pressures all the time. Fun to watch, fun to see, like... Sala used to do something that was really, he used to talk to me about it. He was so thrilled that he thought of it. His last year in the night, well, in 2019, I think Buckner had only like six or seven sacks. And that's because Sala was sort of using him as a decoy. He'd put him in the A gap, mm-hmm. knowing that the center would have to slide that way because it's freaking DeForest Buckner. And then you would bring K1 off the other side. Like, you know, you have two rushers over there and you could get a third guy and you could get three versus twos all the time. Like that was Salah's bread and butter. He was so good at it. Um, D'Amico had his own things too. Like, why can't Wilkes do something like that? Put Javon Hargrave in the A gap. You know where the slide's going to go and then have Armstead and Bosa two on two over there and then bring a, you know, you can bring a, a nickel off the edge as well. So many things he could be doing, and I feel like he's just kind of playing it safe right now. Yeah, again, I but I really, I really believe that blitzing off the edge is an art. There's a timing to it. There's, there's, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And and when you see somebody who can do it well, you're like, that's it, that's it. Like I can't, I can't really put it into perspective. But when I see it, I can show it to you. And that's what the 49ers have had. I don't know that that guy exists on the scene. Maybe he does. I think I actually think Huff is a very good blitzer off the edge, but his timing is impeccable. But when he's near the line of scrimmage, you usually know he's going to blitz. So you can't fool anybody with that as much as you could with your natural nickel corner being the blitzer, the way that K1 would. I mean, he would come up to the line. He looked like he was in coverage. And then, boom, as soon as the ball was hiked, he was in. And he was there so quick. He was so good at that. And so was Ward. I don't know if that guy's on this roster. When I was in middle school and high school and I used to play um, Madden all night before I had like a life, you could say, um, <laughs> yeah. hanging out with my friends, Shane and Aaron and Devin. Shout out to Shane and Aaron and Devin. I didn't know that much about football. And, you know, I'd be calling plays, trying to win games, losing a lot of games. I love calling nickel blitzes, man. I felt like I'm calling that every time. I don't care. Nickel blitz. Let's go. Because <laughs> that guy's not getting blocked. And if you hold the ball a little too long, I got you. I'm yeah. not saying I was very effective with it but i i liked it just wanted to say that's that brother bob i'm with you too yeah. jose ramirez says for old times can you do jimmy g in the pocket impression <laughs> sorry there still your profile says, picture on twitter i think i know one take play with the trey comment shocker <laughs> uh ben p says here's two bucks brother bob says but wait pp do more than his normal bp slurpage man you're getting borderline here jc says when is the next cone phone okay I will do a cone phone Saturday morning. 
I feel like huge, I, I feel like they need it. They need a cone phone. I haven't done one in a while. I feel like pe- people haven't had stuff to say, but it's time. Sean says, why does it seem like everyone has been sleeping on Seattle? They are one game behind us and playing well. It's always about Niners, Philly, and Cowboys. Because they lost to the Rams, man. That, that's what, yeah, that's what it comes down to. But again, but people, people don't look at, at some of those things. I mean, with, Witherspoon, I believe, didn't play week one. That's a big, big yep. out. Jamal Adams didn't play week one, and they lost both their left and right tackle during the middle of that game. That's, I mean, that's a lot to lose. That is true. Um, and a division game. Division games are always tough. So, Flav says, at Matt, since I was right about the JT Debo thing, wouldn't that make me two take Flav? Oh, two. You're like the Bears of Super Chats. <laughs> the Bears, though? You're in a Super Chat war? You're in a Super Chat war. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, as physical as they say this Niners team is, I don't think it compares to those Willis Smith boys Bowman defense. I just feel like football was different back then. You could hit harder. Like, the Niners literally had a safety who changed his name to Hitner, that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing Goldson too. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, brother Bob says we need a CP opposite Mooney Ward. Period. A better C- dude. Uh, Diamador Lenore is the most underrated player in this team. He's good. He's a he good is. player. He is very good. He is very good. But but how much better would you feel about this defense if he was the nickel corner and there was somebody else on the outside? I actually like him better outside. I think he's good out. I think he's better out. Like he plays on the outside. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He's given up a quarterback rating of 81 this year. He's gotten. Yeah, targeted. I, don't, I don't think he's bad on the outside. I just think I think he is an upgrade over anybody that's playing that nickel spot. Unless Womack, I really do like. I like Womack a lot. I have a lot of confidence in Womack, but the 49ers don't. I mean, he he's he is hurt, so who knows? But it just seems like the confidence would. Womack isn't there maybe from them the way that it is from us. So Damon says Bosa's third and QB hits this year. QBs are making a conscious effort to get rid of the ball fast. True. True. Agree. But if again, if I were the defensive coordinator and my and Nick Bosa were on my team and he had one sack, I wouldn't be giving myself those outs. I knew the ball was going to be coming out quick. I knew he was going to get double teamed. It's I have the best defensive player in the league. I'm not making excuses. I'm the best defensive coordinator in the league. In my mind, I'm getting him sacks. If he, I'll help him. I have the answers. I mean, that was D'Amico's attitude. Yeah. And now D'Amico's two and two. Uh, Brother Bob, exactly. Cooks, Gallup, and the GOAT will test us this week. I'm poor. Says, can you imagine if Trey has QB run in goal line? I'd like <laughs> to imagine it. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, Wilkes has the privilege of uh, leaning... On the offense. True. He does. He does. You guys are right about Debo, says Matt. JT said with the Miami motion, Debo doesn't have the timing down. Okay. Anoop says, what are we getting from this year's rookie class? Stop playing this red shirt game. Play Winters. Graham, Beal, agree with you. Uh, be aggressive and blitz. I'm not even saying blitz. I'm just saying be aggressive and run some, you know, some four-man pressures that aren't straight rushes. But, what are they getting from this year's rookie class? Uh, Jake Moody's playing good. Jake Moody's Jake playing. Moody. <laughs> the good one point, that the, the pick that that I was the most pissed about when it happened is the only guy that's really contributing. Actually, that's not true. That is not true. Bell's pretty good. Bell's pretty good. Oh yeah, that's true. Niners rule fifty dollars. Thank you. Sub Grant. I've been working a lot. Here's 50 so you don't forget about me. (laughs) 
<laughs> you hmm. rule. You rule, Niners rule. Thank you. Official BNA Music 88 says, years ago, Kevin Cobb was with the Cardinals and gave the defense the audibles and they beat the Eagles. There's always something a player can give a team the more recent they were with that last team. Yeah. Um, There's something. But was something that why they beat them? Was that why they beat them? Was that I'm why the they beat to, them? I don't know. Yeah, I'm picking the Niners to cover the spread here. MD2020 says, I truly believe Wilkes is playing it safe for now, getting his rhythm and saving his best for games like Cowboys and the real big games. Also, that Sherman and Ward podcast is a must-watch. I agree with all of that. I agree. I'm going to give Steve Wilkes the benefit of the doubt. He's been successful. He's a smart guy. He's been around. And he has all these – I mean, he can just literally copy D'Amico and Sala. He doesn't have to the invent The blueprint anything. does exist. Yeah, the blueprint does exist. exist. Coco Puff says Drake needs to be uh, get more sacks. He's always one-on-one. Yeah, where's he been since week one? Nowheresville. Thomas Tyler says, have we given up seven right before the half every week? Maybe. I can't remember the Rams and Giants games. I know week one and four, but I don't remember two and three. Me neither. Sorry, Thomas. It's like it's like you gave us two dollars and asked us the question, but you know you could look that up for free. <laughs> and you also and like, you know, probably not, know the answer. You probably yeah, also you know, know the, the answer, answer, and we're not gonna look it up, but like we, we love you, man. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like asking us to do research and stuff. Scotty B says Jimmy Ward said Womack was not physical enough for the Niners. Oh God. I love I love Ward in his honesty. I've only seen clips of that interview, so I imagine that that's where that interview came from. He had some real nuggets in there. He said that he thought that Jimmy Garoppolo could suit up. He went through the whole Shanahan thing <laughs> and yeah, he's so honest, man. I I love Jimmy Ward. I love Jimmy Ward. He's great. I had him on my podcast first. He is the man. Love Jimmy Ward. He is the man. All right, I'm out. Jesse's out. Are you resurfacing in 15 minutes? I am behind enemy lines. Come over to Last Second Sports. I got a Dallas Cowboy content creator on. This is going to be a lot of fun. I am so excited about this week. Make sure you tap in Last Second Sports in 15 minutes. We'll see you there. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow with the coach breaking down. Not Nick Bosa, but how... Steve Wilkes is using Nick Bosa. Check it out. I love it.